0: This Brooklyn Paper Radio clip is brought to you Whoa, guys. whoa, well, hold on a second, Vince. If you want to advertise on this clip, you've got to call Ralph D'Onofrio of Brooklyn Paper Radio at 718-260-2510.
1: Yeah, go in there, do what you got to do. So we paid some bills.
0: Now, back to you, John Caranges. You have been... How many baseball games would you say you have been to in your life?
2: Oof. Yeah. Many. <laughs> All right, so
0: I would say it's probably the way you guys were talking earlier, about 1,000 games, right? No, not that. Okay. All right, well, so the controversy now is you're going to be selling Paparosso Pizza. That's at Paparoso Pizza on Twitter and probably on Facebook as well. Probably. You're going to sell them. People are going to come in. Are they going to eat that pizza with a knife and fork like John Kasich did the other day?
2: Well, we know most New Yorkers don't. However, we would definitely not discourage it.
1: So would, you, would you be providing forks and knives to uh, people when they pick up their pizza? Can they like ask for that? Or Will they have it? Is it available at the stand? We will have it available. Oh, yes. They, we just Vince asked the tough question. However,
2: however, our goal was to make sure that we could have the pizza easily eaten. By hand,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a nice Neapolitan style. It's thin, but like you said, it's got that New York fold ability. A lot of times, you get a Neapolitan. Jimmy, you know what I'm talking about. You get a Neapolitan slice, like at uh, Motorino. You know Motorino, right? No. And and the crust is so thin that the toppings actually flop right through it, mm-hmm. and you can't do the New York fold. You guys solved that problem. Is that was that actually part of Danny's? Because Danny is the kind of guy who would notice that kind of thing. Am I right?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, my goal in doing it was, was to take really the what I felt was some of the amazing things about Neapolitan and some of the amazing things about a traditional New York pie and put them, put them together. So you, I think you, you, I'm going said seconds. It, you said it perfectly when mm. um, you mentioned that it's not real soft and, and sort of tender and, and, and moist in the center. Uh, we were very conscious about ensuring that you could, in fact, eat the pizza in your hand folding it, but yet still having a delicious chew and, and crunch and crust to it.
1: All right, I've got to tell you, the sneeze guard in front of my microphone is covered in <laughs> ricotta cheese.
0: It's really nice. Well, Nice pronunciation. That's awesome.
2: yeah.
0: uh, you know we're going to have to ask you about politics. There's a political season. Bill de Blasio is obviously going to be out there on Friday to throw out the first pitch. Is he doing it? Yeah, why wouldn't he? He's the mayor. Hmm, right. So he, he threw out the first pitch last year at City Field. I thought he did a great job. He was right there at the foot of the mound, threw it. I'd say about fifty-eight feet from from the from the plate. And he threw a nice strike to. Uh, I don't even know who he was catching. Then there was all this controversy this weekend. You see this, Jimmy? Well, he went to a he
1: went to a ball game. He, he went to, like, to a, a Little
0: League. Staten Island Little League, and we saw the video. It's on SI Live again. I don't have any objection to plugging another the publication. Staten Island
1: Advance. Those are the guys. That and keep, he shortarmed The New
0: Yorker. It. He didn't follow through. And my argument was, I've seen the ball, the guy throw. I used to play with him in Prospect Park. And the Disorganized Baseball League, he throws a good ball. He is a baseball fan. Wait, even so though you,
1: you have experience seeing him play? Yeah, I've in, seen him play. He's fine. In a
0: and very Vince, amateur league. That's fine. And Vince sees the pitch on SILive.com, and he's like, "Oh,
1: no, 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 no. it looked like he couldn't he didn't have to throw a
0: baseball. It looked like for lack of a better term, he throws like a girl." That's what you wanted to say. I never said That's that. what you
1: wanted to say. I never said it because I I know plenty of girls that throw better than Bill de Blasio. Okay. that.
0: Okay. From that video, I absolutely agree with you. But I've seen him throw. So, John, I'm going to bring John in. Sure. How does the mayor throw?
2: I, I unfortunately I haven't seen him. Really? No, no I, I haven't seen him throughout. Well, has he mayor? <laughs> yeah, you've seen him be mayor. you see him mayor. How's he mayor? I thought we were talking about food. <laughs> no, no, all right, let's ask the easy question. Honestly,
0: has, has he ever eaten at one of Danny's restaurants? I'm sure he has, right?
2: I would assume so. Uh, I don't know for a fact, but. He hasn't even been uh, to the if he, if he hasn't been, I'd, I definitely urge him to. Let's how,
1: invite him. Let's how invite about him right you? now. We should, we should do it. Invite him. Send an invite out there. Listen, how about the players? Anytime you guys are out there in center field, Good maybe the question. bullpens are nearby or whatever, anytime the players come up and they're like, hey, give me some, give me a, a Shack burger.
2: They have people that send they
1: send over for food. They do you remember what food. Jack Clark used to do at Yankee Stadium? What? You don't remember? No, I don't. He would send the ball boy to yeah. Wendy's across yeah. the street. Wow. And he would make him get, there was a Wendy's on River Avenue, and okay. he would send the kid over to Wendy's, and then he'd come back with all the, all the stuff from Wendy's, and he'd give him a $100 bill. Wow, well, that's not yeah, bad. That, that's, Sorry, what Jack, that's what Jack Clark used to do. All
0: right, well, I don't know. That's if why know. we call it the baseball show, Gersh. It is all baseball all the time. Now, John, one yes, of, we got to get out. But we one gotta, of the, yeah, we've got to bring in other people. John, the, one of the things we do often do on the shows, we have someone good enough to come into the studio. We say, listen, the next minute of airtime is yours. You can plug anything you want. Maybe you got an outside project. Maybe you want to say something to Danny Meyer that you want everyone publicly to hear. Maybe you just want to talk about Paparoso Pizza. That's at Papa Rosso Pizza on Twitter. Anything. Next minute is yours. John okay. Karan, just go
2: for it. All right. Awesome. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for having go me. Uh, uh, I don't uh, count. That's that way count. Okay, all right. So I don't want to tap into it, but I thank you anyway. Um, so, you know, hopefully anybody out there listening who wants to appreciate a great baseball game, uh, out of my control, hopefully the Mets can provide that every day. But what we'd like to do is offer you the opportunity to come out and see us in center field where we operate box-free, Shake Shack, El Verano, Blue Smoke, Paparosa, and Cantina. There are six different um, food options from different ranging from French fries, hamburgers, hot dogs, Mexican-inspired cuisine, barbecue, and pizza, along with great cocktails and fabulous hospitality. Um, come out and see us. We're all part of the Union Square Hospitality Group Umbrella. And uh, we'd love to have you out there and get your feedback. And we're out there for all 80, 81 games, I believe, Something right? Like 82 yeah. games and 164 one game season. Or there's, no, there's no, no it's 162 games 100, Right, 81, 81 right. games. Uh, that's excluding playoffs and World Series. So hopefully we'll uh, get to do what we did last year and uh, look forward to uh, doing right, what we t- do out there. T- time's up on that. So you, one thing you didn't mention is the most important thing
0: for a Brooklyn beer fan, which is Brooklyn Brewery is making a new ale for you at At, at Paparosa Pizza. What, what's that What's that ale?
2: Absolutely. It's called uh, Brooklyn Brewery's American Ale. American Ale. Yeah. American
0: Ale.
2: American Ale, America's <laughs> pastime. So it, it, it's <laughs> it a, delicious, mouth. refreshing. Um, it's the kind of thing that, you know, <laughs> how we described it when we did tasting is this is the kind of beer that I would have at home in my backyard. Did you bring some of this the beer? Lawn. Did you bring yeah, some that, of this that beer? Would have been Unfortunately, it. I did not. Uh, that's unlike you. Anything that's else? Like any
1: desserts? You. They have any, d- you guys yes. provide any desserts? Yes, we do. We, um,
2: we're making three different Italian ices to go along with I'll our Papo brand, you which we brought here. Vinny is going to go get the ices and no. bring in our new reporter for the Morning Paper segment. John,
0: stick around. Go get sure. the- The tell new her reporter? To, yeah, tell Maddie to come in here. I read okay, the that's the
3: morning,
0: morning papers. paper. But this is a great moment. By the way, that's Jimmy and the Revolvers. Thank you very much for that. There, a little band out of Liverpool. John, uh, we do this segment. It's called the morning paper segment. We talk about what's going on in the news. The best part about this is we're going to bring in Maddie, who's a new reporter here. I'm going to call her. Can I just get her on the phone? Oh, my God. Oh, no, here she comes. Maddie, come on in here. Sit next to John Caranges. Hi. Hi, how are you? Slam that door. Nice to meet you. So Maddie, what's, what's your last name? Anthony. Maddie Anthony, all right, so c- you're gonna sit there. You know John, right?
3: No, we just met we just, So Maddie.
0: <laughs> Maddie Anthony, new reporter. How many sto- when did when did you start at the Brooklyn Paper?
3: Um I started this morning around ten AM. Wait, wait, you started this <laughs> right. morning? I did, yes.
0: You literally started working for where were you coming from? Where did you, how'd you get this job?
3: Um oh, so I was working in the Bronx at uh, the Bronx Times Reporter. Oh. Same company since December. So oh. Can you hear
0: me? But this sounds like a lateral move. Is this a promotion or a lateral move?
3: Um, I wish it was a promotion. It's more of a uh, location change. Ah, location yeah. you live in Brooklyn now? Bushwick, yeah. So,
0: Maddie, let's plug away. So, what are you on Twitter?
3: I'm not on Twitter. You're not? I'm <laughs> not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. We one. had this
0: conversation this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so let's on you on just Instagram. started here. Reporters that. need to be on Twitter, so we, I guess you're going to be at Maddie Anthony, so you'll plug that a little bit. Now, so, what do you like about journalism? Why did you get into journalism? And, and you can certainly say it's for the free food if you want, because I'm about to have an ISIS. Yep. So <laughs> Tell us. Why would you get into journalism?
3: Um, I guess because I'm a nosy person and I want to know about everyone's life. Nosy.
0: I, would... I like
3: I like to tell people stories. I do. All
0: right, you, you, you didn't even ask me a single question when I walked in here, and I walk in here as the editor emeritus of the Brooklyn Paper, a reporter for the Daily News, an editor at the Daily News. You didn't give a sh- you didn't give a crap.
3: Okay, but I knew your name.
0: Fair enough. So okay, John. So Maddie, get some of these ices. John, what am I what am I eating here? What am I eating here? This is a chocolate ices? Looks like ice cream. <laughs>
2: yeah, so <laughs> it what looks you good, I want it. Yeah. yeah. Ma- make me. sure she tries some. Okay. Uh, so the one you have there in your hand is chocolate and cherry ice. Chocolate Italian ice. And chocolate and cherry, ch- cherry oh. Italian ice. The one you have right there Whoa, is, this is passion fantastic. fruit and try. guava. Wait,
0: hold on. How much is that gonna cost? Five bucks. That's a
2: little pricey, but oh, it's there delicious. You go Guava,
0: huh? Is that no, like is, is that from Guam?
2: That's the one you have. Vince is uh, chocolate and cherry. That's really that's good. good. That's so guava and pepper. and you say five bucks. So this is a, this is like a I'd call this a medium at the Lemon Ice King of Corona. That's what I call it. Um, just truth be told, that's a little bit of a smaller portion. Obviously, okay. I scooped that about two hours ago, oh, okay. so it may have melted okay. a little bit. And, uh, okay, but the Lemon Ice King of Corona is not making this. You guys make this? Yeah, right? we make it. Uh, fresh ingredients. We make really it. Good. We spin it, and then we oh. freeze it. you have some that.
1: John, what is this one here? What do I got here?
2: So the one you have there is lemon. <laughs> oh, I love a lemon ice. I gotta taste some. This is the best yeah. thing I've ever tasted. And I'm a. You fan. know what? When I was
1: a kid, yeah. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna say. When I was a kid, if we had like a sore throat or anything yep. like that, yep. my mother would run down to. Um, it was it was on uh, on uh, New York yeah. Avenue. Yeah, really good. To the ice stand, Maddie. What do you think of it? And, and I it love was. It. I get that lemon and ice. It cleared your throat. It. It's fantastic, John. Could she have some pizza? No, we're out of pizza. We ate it all. Oh my god! Oh, Sorry, Jesus. Maddie. All three? No, there's one more pie in Eric Hercules'
0: room. We have to Maddie, a, you uh, snooze, you're, uh, you're a new reporter. Kay. You snooze, you lose. You you're not paid very ones. much. <laughs> but listen, John. In all seriousness, before every Met game, I, I usually stop one stop early and I go to Lemon Ice King of Corona because he's fantastic. But what's the one problem with the Lemon Ice King of Corona? He won't give you a napkin. He will not give you a napkin. He you walk a... to Shea Stadium. With an Italian ice and no napkin. You gonna give me a napkin?
2: Of course you can take as many as you like.
1: We See that? With, uh, napkins are, free. Napkins, napkins are free. napkins are
0: free. You if you could send a message to the lemon ice can. Matt, do you ever eat something that sloppy without a napkin?
3: All the time.
0: Well you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. You're <laughs> can I
2: encourage you all to switch and taste each other's ice? Uh, I, a, I, that's a all. Um, I don't Gersh, think Mad- Gersh, I don't do that. They don't, they don't Gersh licked everyone. I don't. I don't think so Maddie's going to be comfortable will, with uh, that. And
0: I make try a, the chocolate, and you guys try Maddie, the lava Maddie, I don't. History. I don't think we're on that level yet. You're a new I'll reporter. Eat the chocolate. What are you going to be covering? What are you going to be covering for us, Maddie?
3: Um, Williamsburg and Bushwick.
0: Oh my God! How would she get the best beat yeah, in the yeah. city? She has got connections. All right. Well, Maddie, great seeing you. Have have your last licks and get the heck out of here because we got to we got to continue the show. That's Maddie Anthony, ladies and gentlemen, new reporter Williamsburg and Bushwick for the Brooklyn Paper. She's got a bright future ahead of her, uh, although I haven't seen her copy yet. And she will be on future episodes of Brooklyn Paper Radio, where I will criticize everything she does. That's true. All right, we got to move on. Yeah, we do. Let me tell you something. I just got to say, yeah. Lemon was my favorite. Okay, it's old school. Biggest story day. I know. You want to get to the Panama Papers, but we got to bring in no, Ruth Gersh, Brown. Gersh,
1: Gersh, the crisis in the China Sea. Can I call
0: Ruth Brown? I'm calling out. Yeah, call her in here. Ready? John, I'm going to introduce you to Ruth. Yeah. Hey, Ruth Brown. It's Gersh from the Brooklyn Paper Radio. Can you come on in here, please? Okay. All right, so the good news is she's coming on. All
1: right, all right, there we go. I'm just checking. All right, I sound good.
0: Okay, good. So Ruth Brown is obviously editor in chief of the Brooklyn Paper. No, Ruth, come on no, in here. Ruth is the deputy editor of
1: the Brooklyn Paper. No, can you please sh- get these things correct? Really Call her deputy editor because you don't want to pay her what she what she, what she earns. All right, Ruth. Ruth, first of all, try the lemon ice right in front of you. It's it's completely how's, everything okay? You're yeah. right? You can do that? You wanna try that lemon ice? Ruth had some stomach if problems I over eat again.
4: With this then it's like
1: No, that's a brand new. Here, look, look. It's I got brand a new. Well,
4: this is, I won't be able to eat the whole thing There's and I don't want to waste it. There you go. No, just try a piece. All right. Ruth,
1: come on. Come on. On the radio. What do you think of it, Ruth? How is it?
4: And what is it? What am I eating? See, my
1: point was, you didn't even actually have to eat it. We're on the radio; no one can see. Just
4: mm.
0: tell us what you I think. I don't lie. It.
4: I'm an honest, ethical journalist. There she I is, didn't lie see, that's, to my and way. that's
1: why she is the deputy editor of the Brooklyn Paper,
4: <laughs> and not the editor.
1: There okay, you go. Fine, fine, fine.
4: Delicious. All right, then fantastic.
1: Don't now, Ruth. don't thank us. Thank John.
4: Now, I'll Ruth, have to go to City Field and try some. Yes.
0: Ruth. We gotta get out. Ruth, you have been covering the biggest Brooklyn story, I think, since the Battle of Brooklyn. I call this Battle of Brooklyn Part Mm 2. Why don't you bring us up to date on what is happening with the Brooklyn Papers' efforts to land the important debate between Bernie Sanders and Democratic challenger Hillary Clinton? We gotta get him in his office.
4: Well, uh, as all our readers are no doubt aware, both Democratic... Uh, candidates are in town ahead of the New York primary, which yeah. is on the 18th, it's 19th? It's April, 19th. It's coming up. It's coming up. April 19th.
0: First time in a generation that the New York primary has actually mattered. Correct. Huh. Really? Yeah, both for the GOP and the uh, the Democrats. So you got Bernie Sanders and challenger Hillary Clinton both saying they want to debate after a fashion.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Is the Brooklyn paper going to land that debate?
4: Um, yes, yes, it is. Well answered. Okay, so you've
0: reached out to answer. both. You've reached out to both camps, and what has happened?
4: Uh, well, in my past efforts to reach out to both camps have been fairly unsuccessful. But I will say that since they have both, since the New York primary sort of has become more on, since both candidates have been in New York, I've, they have both been a little more receptive to speaking to us. So I'm hoping to actually get a response from them. Um, mostly, both camps have been speaking through press releases and no. are not particularly good at actually getting you know real answers on anything. And mostly, they've both been releasing press releases that, say, accuse the other of trying to dodge them in a debate. And we're
0: not interested in that. No, no, that's No, we're, not, we're interested in the Brooklyn story. Now, you know Bernie Sanders hails from Brooklyn, although he lives in Vermont. Hillary Clinton was, of course, the senator from the good state of New York and obviously has her office in Brooklyn. Right around the corner. You're from South Africa. Mm-hmm. You don't know these people. You don't. know, you know Brooklyn because you live here. Who is the more Brooklyn candidate?
4: Ooh, well, I mean... I feel like, instinctively, you would say Bernie, just because he's got the accent, he's from here. At the same time, he left, which is mm, possibly uh, the worst thing anyone can do. I mean, that's... that's true. See, that's that, why, that's it's, why the dead dead yeah, it's,
1: like, it's the Dodgers all over again.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
4: the Dodgers.
0: Okay. What about I Hillary? Think. What about Hillary? Well... She chose to put her office here. She did,
4: although, you know, rumors are that she has not spent a lot of time there herself. It's not a rumor. It's an absolute fact. It's It's an an absolute absolute fact. fact. So, you know, I feel like she started off strong. She did this video where she was sort of frolicking through the streets of Brooklyn Heights, and people were sort of running out to meet her saying, Mm. Hillary! And that was a good start. She went to Montague's, which I feel was, you know, a a good local establishment to choose. And Did
1: she she eat the pizza with a fork and knife, or did she just... uh, did she eat it like a like a New Yorker?
4: That is a great question. She was not caught on camera eating the pizza. So
1: she probably didn't have any.
4: Uh, I wouldn't said, I wouldn't have the pizza at Monte Q's. i I'd have sa- a panini. I will say this Hillary Clinton is the first one doing an actual Brooklyn event, which will be tomorrow. Oh. Uh, she'll be at Evers College. So mm. you know, she does she does have that up on Bernie. Right, he has so not announced anything in Brooklyn yet. Who's your
0: reporter who's doing the rope line who's gonna literally say to Hillary Clinton, Hey, Hillary, I'm you know, blah, 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 from the Brooklyn paper, we'd like to talk to you. In our editorial offices with Gersh Kuntzman and Vince DiMasselli. Yep. And if you remember our work on BCAT, we asked the tough questions. We grill you like a piece of salmon. You come out smelling like a rose. Who's going to ask that question?
4: Uh, we've got uh, ace rookie reporter Julianne Cuba, who right. is right. about Cu- to launch her own political uh, gossip column. Yeah, what's it
1: called? Cuban Missile Crisis? No, it was supposed to be Cuban Missive Crisis, but then we changed it. We have a we have a new idea for it now. What's it called? Well, I can't release that. Okay, information fine. At this point so now.
0: Julianne Cuba is going to go over there and say to Hillary Clinton, "Everything I just said."
4: Yeah. Why won't you debate Bernie Sanders in a Brooklyn paper sponsored debate?
0: Right. Sp- again, with Gersh Kansman and Vince DiMascelli, mm-hmm. Ruth Brown. Anybody throwing the tough questions out, and those are tough questions. We're going to throw at Bernie because you know Bernie. Does he eat pizza with a fork? I don't know. Possibly. Does he lean not. so far left? that he becomes as much a bomb thrower as Donald Trump. You ready for this here, Ruth Brown? I had my father, who as Vince notes, is the most conservative person on the planet, says to me, "Oh, if Trump is the nominee, I'll vote for him. But if Bernie's the nominee for the Democrats, I'll vote for him." How do you go from supporting Donald Trump and uh, it's like a coin toss to Bernie Sanders?
1: That's crazy.
4: Did you ask yeah, yes. it's like, <laughs> it's
0: like, My, my <laughs> father's very anti-big business, uh-huh. but he's also anti-everything that the Democrats
1: stand for. So it's very – he's a, very happy, having a hard well, time. Bernie
4: is not really a Democrat, so, you know. I guess You're Bernie's
1: right. not really a Democrat. No, he's the Democrat Donald, for your dad. Trump's not really a – he's not really a Republican, so
0: you could
4: just, you know. All
0: yeah. right, we got we to get out. Ruth. Bottom line, the election is tomorrow. Who are you voting for? Who are you pulling that lever for? Because I, I know you're registered as a Democrat.
4: I'm not legally allowed to vote in your country.
0: Well, that's good. There I'm glad are. we blocked her. That's that whole South African We thing. blocked her. Johnny, good job. We blocked her. Okay. <laughs> if you could vote in these United States, who do you vote for?
4: I don't feel I can answer that question. I need, I to, rem- d- I need to remain impartial in this particular no election. No.
1: All right. Well, we'll she's check what you have to do. And that's why she's the editor.
4: All right. So let's bring
1: in Vince DiMasselli, a known conservative. First, let me ask you a question. First of all, I'm a fiscal conservative. We've been <laughs> over A known conservative. Secondly, we didn't get it to – we actually did a story this week. We very rarely venture into national national politics. But we did do a story this week, and Ruth, Ruth worked on – she worked very hard on it. And she had to go and get the numbers and find out how much money mm. Brooklynites – are giving to these two campaigns, to the Bernie campaign and to the Hillary campaign, and we broke it down. And what we learned was, whilst Hillary's brought in a lot more money, uh, Bernie's got a lot more donors. So more donors from Brooklyn, but less money. Correct. But well, if you sense. ask me, Gersh Kotsman, yeah. you give a dollar to Bernie Sanders campaign, who are you voting for? Wait, I didn't give a dollar. I'm just asking you, if you gave a dollar to. Bernie oh, Sanders I see what you're campaign, saying. That he's going to he's going to
0: win Brooklyn, is what you're
1: saying. What I'm saying is he's got at least two thousand votes on her. So he's going to win
0: Brooklyn. That's my prediction. Ruth, just say no. And I'm an old-time newspaper reporter. It's actually not a very difficult story to do. I'm glad you did it. But it's very easy. Just put the zip codes in there and just spits it out.
4: I didn't claim it was difficult.
0: Well, Vince did. Anyway, Vince is a known conservative. It took time. All right, so as I've said... It took
4: Excel. We had to use Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft, oh, oh, it's yo, an whoa. awful program. We <laughs> had to
0: use Microsoft. Okay. In my day, we had to go to the Board of Elections and thumb through papers. Thumb! Thumb through them. John, you know how many paper cuts I got through in that story? No. Okay. As many baseball games as you've been to. Now, Ruth, we got to lo- get out. I
1: love this Italianized from Guam.
0: We've got to get out. Ruth,
4: mm-hmm. I can tell you... I know we're quizzing Vince...
0: Uh, we're going to get to it. No I can man. tell you I'm voting for Bernie Sanders in the Democratic primary against challenger Hillary Clinton. But <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. There you go. But Vince is a known conservative who, if I'm not mistaken, is registered as a Republican.
1: Am I right? I am a fiscal conservative who is a registered independent. Ah, so you can't vote at I all. I can't vote. And you know what? This goes back to my days back as a young reporter, a strapping young reporter. I'm still, still strapping. Still and, strapping. Not and, young. And my, uh, my editors used to say to me... You got to register as a Democrat so you can vote in the primary. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The reason why you don't is because if you're registered as an independent, you're taking all the power away from the parties. And the first and one of the greatest presidents of this country ever, George Washington, I believe his name was. (laughs) He was the first. He recommended avoiding binding political parties. You You know that? You can look it up. That's mentioned in Hamilton, by the way. Is it?
0: Yeah. All right, so you're not registered, so you can't vote. And this is the first time, as I've said, Jimmy and Johnny, you guys are kids. First time the New York primary has mattered at all since 88 for the Democrats, since like 1750 for the, for the Republicans. It's almost never mattered for the Republicans because, as your editor was saying, there's so few Republicans in New York. So here's my prediction. But many fiscal conservatives. Ruth, here's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump wins the New York primary, goes on to win the California primary, and he seals up the nomination. Hillary Clinton wins in New York, seals up the nomination. Bernie Sanders drops out. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
4: I think that's that's a fair guess.
0: No. I think Kasich's going to win New York. Whatever happens, whatever happened, Ruth, to you saying, you know, Gersh, I learn a lot just listening to you.
4: That was implied. That was
0: implied. All right, all right, Ruth, we got to get out. It, if you had to make the prediction right now, do you think Hillary and Bernie will have a debate in New York before the primary? That's a yes,
4: obviously. I think at this point they have to. Okay. I, I feel like I feel like there was a long period there where uh, the Clinton campaign was. Trying pretty hard to avoid that. Uh, and I feel like at this point that the Sanders campaign has okay. successfully pushed them into a position where right. they have to say yes. And will the
0: Brooklyn paper sponsor that debate?
4: Yes. Okay.
0: And mm-hmm. will Gersh Kunstman be a moderator of that debate? Undoubtedly. And then will Gersh Kunstman ask questions so tough that Hillary Clinton breaks down? Now, I'm not saying in tears, not a woman thing. She breaks down and says some gaff that throws the election to Bernie Sanders. Wow. Less likely. It is less likely, but I'm going to ask the tough questions. John, you you experienced some of those tough questions. You think I could probably uh, grill her like a piece of salmon? Am I right? And wait. By the way, how would you grill that salmon, John? That's the more important question. With love. With love. <laughs> I would do it with lemon and capers, but that's another. We got to get out. We got to get out. Ruth, thank you for coming on the show.
4: Always a pleasure. I
0: got one more morning paper segment. You, we got, you can get out. Get out, <laughs> Ruth, and bring in Gilly. Get it. Bring in Gilly.
4: We got eight morning minutes, Kurt. <laughs>
0: We are, we are under the gun here. Yeah, that's all right. You know, I'll pay Ruth a bill. Let me pay one bill while Ruth is coming in. Uh, listen. Yeah. Atlas Steakhouse. I love it. You could dine a cut above the rest. Here's why. You select your premium cut, aged on site, where, for optimal texture and taste. You enjoy delicious vintage wines, expertly mixed cocktails, signature appetizers, while Atlas Steakhouse crafts your choice cut into a custom culinary masterpiece. Complete your dining experience with an exquisite signature dessert, and you'll understand at Atlas Steakhouse, you dine a cut above the rest. That's Atlas Steakhouse, 943 Coney Island Avenue in Kensington, or go online at atlassteak.com. Very close to City Field.
1: It's near 18th
0: Avenue. All right. We got Ruth. Sorry, not Ruth. Lauren Gill is in the audience. Lauren, We We
1: call her Gilly here.
0: Gilly, did you meet John Carranges?
1: No, I
3: didn't. Well, Say hi. Nice
0: to
1: meet
3: you. Good to nice meet you, too.
0: So, Lauren, we only got a couple of minutes, but I had to bring you in because you had a story so shocking, so scary. It was like, I thought of it as like a nightmare scenario. It really is. And the headline was something that you're going to have to explain. It was basically, some city councilman was saying no to elected community boards. So, yeah. start, start with the premise, who's talking about elected community boards? Yeah, who, who came up with that idea?
3: So, an anti-gentrification group uh, called BAN. Uh, Ban. Ral- great, Great name, by the yeah. way. What BAN. does that stand for? It's called for Brooklyn Anti-Gentrification Network.
0: BAN. Nope. No. Brooklyn anti-gentrification. anti so it's, it's really, it's really right. bang. It's bang. No, that would be begging. Mm. Oh, begging. <laughs> it's not <as> catchy, <laughs> so. yeah, that's wrong. So they leave Doesn't out the g. Well.
1: They leave out the g for gentrification. <laughs> they do. Yes. Okay, keep going.
0: Okay. I just want to understand.
1: So wait, they came up with the idea because we got to move this along. They yeah. came up with the idea. All right, you got to elect your community board members so that that takes big money out of elections. Is that correct, Gilly?
3: Um, they thought that community board members are not really representative of their communities, and that they're afraid to speak out against development um, during Eulert processes. Because
1: because they're actually appointed by council members and the borough president, correct? Um,
3: a council member nominates, but uh, the borough president um, appoints he has the final them. say. Eric yeah. Adams.
0: It's just so you know, it's very yeah. rare that a council member puts up somebody in the in the. Bu- borough president doesn't rubber stamp it, but the point mm-hmm. is you're it's saying before, if we put money into the politics of community boards, in other words, we have elections for community boards, public elections, that'll actually make a more diverse uh, board? How's that working for the Congress, Gilly? How's that working for Congress? we got a diverse so Congress is,
3: in this country? This is what uh, the group is saying. Well, no, but did you I ask that question? Did you ask that, that question? Um, I mean, they're convinced that this will uh, diversify community boards they say that community boards are not representative of their community um, and they want and like it's really hard to get involved
0: wow interesting i mean you're listen you're a smart woman and you've been covering brooklyn for uh, like months. a decade now months a decade oh, yeah. worth of months That's what it <laughs> feels all right like. that sounds like the dumbest idea i've ever no in all seriousness we know the community boards are not diverse enough but you're yeah. saying let's put money and politics into it so it won't be an appointed position. It'll be an elected position. So yeah. now we got council members we're going to elect. Borough presidents
1: we're going to elect. District attorneys we're going to elect. Now we're going to elect community board members. How many How many members of, uh, of your, your basic community board? How many people are on that uh, board? Fifty. F- oh, fifty people. So there's fifty more people on the ballot there. Well, Gersh. they
3: said the representative from the group said they haven't really worked out if they're going to have fifty people on the board or if it's going to be less. Um... But, i mean there's a possibility there could only be like five people on these new community boards but anyway i think it wouldn't really diversify the community boards because people who have money for elections put up that money they get elected developers are going to be putting people yeah, in there that's right it's gonna be crazy
0: well i mean mm-hmm. developers are already put I mean there's plenty of pro-development forces on community boards in fact community boards their only power in so much as they have power at all is land use review. We call that the ULERP process. Mm-hmm. And developers dominate that process. So part of what they're saying, I'm very sympathetic to. The other part is diversity does not come from money. Okay? Are we with are we together here? What's the Johnny? Can you look it up? What is the the racial breakdown of the US Senate? It's like 98 white men, one woman, and and I don't even know if there's a black person in the Senate now. Is there a black person in the Senate right now? I'm on it. He's on okay, it. He's looking that up. John, do you know is there a black person in the Senate right now? I I do not. Right, know we'll find that. out. We're gonna find out by the end. Not in New York State. Gil, it's been great talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna find it. Stick around. We're gonna find out about the black person in the Senate. Why don't you read me an ad there, Vince? We gotta pay to some bills. We're some running music. out of time.
1: We gotta go here. Ready? Girls, let me. I just wanna see. I'm looking at your teeth. They're horrible. And I gotta tell you. It seems like the last time you saw a quality dentist was...
0: (laughs) Because they're too expensive, Vince. It's too long ago to remember. They're too
1: expensive. Well, that's why it's time to see Dr. Joseph Lichter. Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art dentistry is offered at extremely reasonable prices so that almost anyone, including Gersh Kutsman with his bad teeth, afford to get the smile that he deserves. Bad teeth and empty wallet. There you go. Right now, his prices are even more affordable because listeners of Brooklyn Paper Radio, this very show, can get special low prices for some of Dr. Lichter's most popular procedures. For example, Invisalign, the virtually invisible alternative to metal braces, which usually costs five thousand or more, at Dr. Joseph Lichter today, it's less. It's a, you'll save a thousand dollars. You'll save a thousand. Don't like that. That's a lot. Porcelain veneers which can go for 1000 or more, Dr. Joseph Lichter, you'll pay $675. And get the bright white smile you've always dreamed of for a limited time. Dr. Lichter is offering the Zoom teeth whitening procedure for only $395. Call Dr. Lichter's office today It's 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment. That's 718-339-7878. Dr. Lichter is located at 1420 Avenue P., yeah, okay. yeah, periodontal, yeah. Between East 14th and East 15th Streets. In Midwood, visit them online at JosephLichterDDS.com.
0: Last thing i got to tell you is I got this back pain. Vince, yeah. I have back pain. I wouldn't wish on a Yankee. That's how bad my back pain is, and I'm a Met fan, as you know. Yeah, Mattingly. Mattingly always had back pain. Well, yeah. you know what his problem was? They didn't he have, did yeah. not have non-surgical spinal decompression at Brooklyn Spine Center because he could have gotten back in the game. He'd still be playing. I'm talking about... Dr. Melinda Keller, she's the only one in Brooklyn with something called a DRX-9000. It's a spinal decompression device that uses a distraction force. No, she doesn't wave things in front of your face so you forget about the pain. The distraction force is a pumping action that allows the body's own nutrients to flow back into the affected disc and rejuvenate it. If so you want to find out more, you just call the Brooklyn Spine Center at 718-234-6207 to schedule a